and welcome to Metcast, the official podcast of Manchester Metropolitan University. The Winter Olympics is almost over, but one Manchester Metropolitan University alumna and former sports scholar is still to compete. Adele Nichols started her Masters in Psychology as an athlete competing in shot put, but an impressive training video on her Instagram changed everything. Adele was spotted by British bobsleigh pilot Mika McNeil and was asked to come and try out. 16 months later, Adele has won a silver medal in the Bobsleigh World Cup and is now out in Beijing as the reserve for the British team at the Winter Olympics. I spoke to Adele earlier this week while she was in the Olympic Village in Beijing to find out all about her journey from shot put to the Winter Olympics, her experience so far, how she managed all of this while studying for her Masters and what she hopes for the future. So obviously you're in Beijing at the moment, is it about six o'clock in the evening there? Yeah, literally just two minutes past six now in the yeah. evening, so it's a huge time difference. Yeah, so what, what is it like there? What's the Olympic Village like? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm having a great time here. You know, it's my first experience of an Olympic Games, so I'm trying to take it all in um, and just really soak up the opportunity I've been given. Obviously, due to COVID, I believe that the village is slightly quieter than usual in terms of what we've got um, for social activities, but we've got a great setup here in Team GB Lounge um, so that we can at least, you know, come together as a team and socialise in our downtime. It's just nice to finally be here after what seems like such a long season. Yeah, how long have you, you been there for? So we are in week three now. So the races are starting this evening for us um, as a team with the two men. So the two men have literally just left now. We just send them off with the little flag wave. And then the two women races start on the 18th of February. So that's when our team will be racing. And then we finish off with the four man the night before we leave. So Bobsleigh has been left until the last week, but safe best for last. Exactly. And... How does it feel kind of now you're there as a team? Are you all feeling ready? Everyone's really keen to get racing now. And, you know, this is what we worked for. This is what it was all about. So it's just about enjoying this week now. We know we're ready. The weeks in the run up to it were our best weeks ever. So we've prepped well. We've done all we can do. So I'm confident that if we can just put it all together on the day, the team will have a great day, regardless of whether that's, you know, me actually racing. I'm, I'm sure the team will be great. And is it kind of strange being there as a reserve? You know, you don't know whether you're going to compete or not. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the position that I've been in over the season is we're on a squad where there um, is the pilot and two brake women. Um, and obviously, as a two-woman bobsleigh team, that means that one brake woman isn't racing. So uh, across World Cup, we've shared the races out. I had four World Cup races. My teammate Montel Douglas had four Cup, World Cup races. And... I'm so happy to have helped the pilot secure two out of three of the necessary marks needed to get to the Olympic Games. Um, and I was also on the sled when she won her first ever World Cup medal. So that's great. I also won a silver medal this season. It's very bittersweet because I knew it, it was so close. You know, the, the British panel said it was the, the hardest decision they've ever had for a British female team. So it was one of those that actually they knew that whoever they put in the sled to race wouldn't be a, a bad thing, which is a great position for my pilot to be in. And, you know, to to go from not knowing what the sport was 16 months ago to now being on the Olympic squad is just, it is quite surreal. Because um, 16 months ago, someone had said, you know, you, you go into the Olympic Games, I would have thought they were a bit crazy. I was like, there's no way, you know, I've got to learn a whole new sport. I've got to lose like two and a half stone. I've got to like get myself into bobsleigh specific shape and that it would have seemed too much. But I think that I'm learning a lot 
whilst I'm out here. I'm getting the experience. I'm learning what it's all about. I'm getting familiar with my surroundings and it's making me so much more determined to come home and ensure I'm never in this position again and to make sure there's never a question of whether I should be on a sled racing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, you've not even been doing it that long. You've already got a silver medal in a in a World Cup. So that's, you know, really impressive in itself, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Do you know that was that is my highlight of of the season because it's the first medal won by a British female team in thirteen years. So to be a part of that was was amazing, and I think that it did make a bit of a stance for coming into the sport and being like, this is this is what I'm here to do. This is what I actually want to consistently do now going forwards in the future, and hopefully now it will never be thirteen years again until the next medal. And obviously, like we were just saying, then you as a Manchester Met doing your Masters and at that time you was competing in shot club and you was actually you know doing really really well in that so how did you go from that then deciding you wanted to do bobsleigh where did that inspiration come from? Um, just over the summer I was training and I put up some videos on Instagram and the pilot Misha McNeil just messaged me and said have you ever considered giving bobsleigh a go you look quite powerful you look like you'd be good at it and I, I had no idea about anything to do with the sport but lots of things were getting cancelled for athletics so lots of things that I wasn't able to do due to Covid but I had the opportunity to give this new sport a go and I thought why not you know if there's any time to give something a go I think Covid kind of opened our eyes a bit to things how things can change so quickly so yeah I just took the opportunity there and then actually as I was still finishing my master's trial to the squad in the 2020 um so there's only one elite female squad because Britain only have one um, elite quota on the World Cup. So I trialed to get onto that one elite squad. I got onto that squad four weeks after ever touching a bobsleigh. So I was the UK reserve for that first season and they take two break women away with them. So essentially I was ranked third break women in the UK at that point. And I thought, right, well, obviously I've got a bit of potential in this. I'll, I'll give it 100% and commit to it over the next year um, in the lead up to the games to make sure that I'm actually never left back in the UK again. Oh wow. You just mentioned there about having to lose two and a half stone and get yourself kind of like bobsleigh ready. How did you do that? You know, was that kind of such a difficult thing to do? Um yeah, it was mentally so challenging. But I'm I'm so determined once I've got a goal set, like I do try my best to achieve that no matter the circumstances. And I think that as long as I'm committed, there's no reason I will I won't do something, but I have to be a hundred percent committed to it. So I have to just make a decision and be like, is this what I want to do? And if it is, I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna give it my all so once I decided it was something I wanted and I really wanted then it wasn't as difficult along the way I actually learned a lot so now I'm um, qualified as a nutrition coach I did my undergraduate degree sport and exercise science so I did um, some modules in strength and conditioning so I actually learned a lot about myself and my knowledge with that and I I tried to expand that knowledge even more and got myself into really good shape but my shot put's better now as well so my PB prior to losing the weight was 16.34 and my PB now is 17-17, so I've actually qualified for the Commonwealth Games this summer. Oh, amazing. Well done. Yeah, so I'm going to be going home next week and potentially competing at the British Championships on the 27th of February. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're literally not giving yourself a break, are you? I'll take a break. I think I'll take a break after the champ. Wow. And why, why is it that you have to be so much lighter? Is it to do with, like, the speed and, and stuff like that? So there's a weight limit. Um, so it's actually, like, a legal limit. So it's actually funny. In Bob's say you want the aim is actually to be as heavy as possible. 
but within the limit. So that's why they kind of approached me because they were looking for some bigger, stronger girls that could also move fast because between the, the brake woman and the pilot, your weight is combined with the sled with a total weight of around 331, something like that. Yeah, so it's like, it's just constantly about trying to keep myself within the race weight. So what happens is when you go down, when you cross the line, you go straight onto a scales. That's like an extra added pressure then, isn't it? Yeah, especially for, for me, like I'm always quite close to the limit, which is a good thing, but also like something you have to have control over because you want to be as heavy as possible. But like I said, making sure you're under that limit. So I am as heavy as you're allowed to be with a driver that also weighs a certain amount. So for me, it's like waking up on race day and, and not only just thinking about racing, but making sure that I'm within that limit. But obviously, shot and box, they are very different. But is the training that you've got to do quite similar? Because obviously both have got to be strong. Yeah, so obviously from the outside, they do look extremely different sports. But it does come down to the principle of the sport and it's just power. So the training is very similar. Uh, the weight training is similar. The plyometric training, the sprint training, like actually the aspects that underpin the events are very similar. So um, even though the events themselves technically are very different, so one's a throw and one is pushing a bobsleigh, once you've got mastered the skills of both events, the training that you do to get yourself fit and ready for both the events is very similar. So I'll be going home now and I'll be changing very little about my training other than just swapping some of the bobsleigh-specific stuff for the throw-specific stuff. Yeah. So where, where have you even been training bobsleigh in the UK? Like, how do you even do that in the UK? <laughs> so when I decided to commit to bobsleigh, I was living in Cardiff in an apartment there um, working nearly full time so I had to leave that because bobsleigh means you're away for six months of the year so I wasn't able to to hold down the job so I had to leave the apartment move back home with my family and I spent a lot of time using like the hills and I used to do because uh, bobsleigh is on a decline on an ice hill so I used to actually just run down any hill um, to get that over speed for my legs like obviously gym I can use anywhere but when I wanted to push a bobsleigh specifically there was a company in Welshpool called Carpenter and Pattersons and they actually built me a roll bob so one that goes on wheels which I actually flew to China in October because we had a test event for the Olympics um, but then when I actually was doing some even more specific stuff uh, there is one dry track in Bath so it did involve a lot of traveling Bath about four hours away from my family home but when I wasn't in Bath I was at my pilot's house who lives in Newcastle so it was either Bath or up in Newcastle so neither were close I've been away properly since September October time yeah it's exactly. a really long time is it hard? Yeah, it, it, it's it's a big challenge, but it's one that's obviously so worth it now I'm at the Olympic Games. So Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it's different as well because as a shot putter, it's very individual, isn't it? You know, it's down yeah. to you, whereas this is more team and you've got, you know, you've got your partner. Have you found yeah. a change for you? Yeah, um, it's very different. Working as an individual and having to take responsibility and ownership of your performance is something that I think is a very good quality to, to learn um, prior going into a team sport because, you know, you're not afraid to take the feedback. You're not afraid to, you know, admit, OK, maybe I could have done that better because you're used to doing it on your own anyway. Because at the end of the day, if you go out and perform badly and it's just you out there, you've got no one else to blame, nothing else to blame. So, having the ability to come into this team sport and add some values that I've learned from that I think has helped me massively um, to get to where I am now and I wouldn't be able to choose I actually really love them both one brings more of a social aspect than the other but then the other brings a lot more responsibility which I actually enjoy
Yeah. So just kind of moving on a little bit now to the university side of things. So obviously you did your it was a psychology masters, wasn't it, at the university <laughs> that distance learning. So how did university go for your yeah, I, I loved it. I So I did my undergrad in sport and exercise science and I very quickly realised that I wanted a career outside of sport as well. I had a choice between what uni I wanted to go to and I just like spoke to a few people and I just felt super welcome at Manchester Met and scholarship team were amazing. You know, my tutors were very helpful. I, I found the distance learning really, really helpful. Like all of the modules, the resources, everything was there. Um, it worked amazingly for me because I was so busy with training and working, but everything was um, on the Moodle site for me to go back to and stuff like that. So I had a great experience distance and um, felt supported and, and I got the help I needed. And I came out with a first in my um, dissertation, which was really cool because I worked really, really hard on that. And what, you was on the sports scholarship as well, wasn't you? as part of that. Was that valuable for you? Was there any kind of aspect of that that you found yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, unfortunately, again, as the distance learning, the sports scholarship offered so much that I wasn't a- actually able to access because I wasn't living there. But the things that they did have on offer was amazing. I felt very well supported. And, you know, I explained the situation that I wasn't going to be able to use all of the things available. Was there any way that they could help me in a different way? So, yeah, they, they were able to help me um, with my fees. Um, and also then they had a bit of an incentive where if you win certain things, you get money. So I always enjoy competing at Bucks anyway. So that was just a bonus. Yeah. And how did you kind of manage your time with training and studying? I don't know. There's not really a simple answer other than I was so determined to, to do both and to do everything, to work, to get money, to train, to do. To, academics has always been really important to me. I actually really want to go and undo, undo a PhD. I was going to enroll into my doctorate after finishing the master's, but then I got introduced to bobsleigh. So I am looking to do a doctorate still. Not sure when. Depends now going forward what my plan is for the, for the next Olympic cycle. But I think that, it, again, it just comes down to mindset. Like You have to to decide what you want because if you're not going to want to do it you're not going to commit yourself to it and it, I just believe if there's a will there's a way so for me neither it was going to take preference over the other I wanted my academics I wanted my school I wanted to earn money so I made it work and just didn't really give any myself any excuses you know and what about um shot put and the bobsleigh you know have you got any big ambitions or goals that you want to achieve with with the sport as well um, I would absolutely love before I retire to be a summer and winter Olympian. I do believe that I can do both. I am really keen now to go back in the summer and compete at the Commonwealth Games. So the team will be announced in May. So I really hope that I get selected as part of that team. And then it would just be taking it step by step, just trying to improve on my best. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Metcast, the official podcast of Manchester Metropolitan University. Your feedback is always welcome as are much-needed reviews and ratings on iTunes. So if you have a moment, please head there and let us know what you think. That's all for this time, though. See you next time.